All right, I need to get my other notebook now, Jason, because we're going to talk about Terminator 2. <laughs> Judgment <laughs> Day. <laughs> okay, do you want to... I, I had some real difficulties today, Jason. Yeah? Couldn't find the movie. Oh, it's it's readily available on the U.S. iTunes store. Is it? Oh, yeah. Like, have you checked within the last couple of days? You know, because I, 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 I literally, like, bought it last week. <laughs> so frustrated. It's not on iTunes here. Every other Terminator movie is. I think I know why, though, because it's just been in cinemas. They huh. did a 3D uh, re-release of Terminator 2 oh, boy. Yeah. at the end of August. Um, and I think that is why it has been. It was unable. I was unable to find it to buy or stream anywhere on the internet today. There are there are three different versions of it available on the U.S. iTunes Store right now. Absolutely nothing in the U.K. Every other Terminator movie is there except Terminator Two. So hmm. I did some googling, and unfortunately, I had to come across some website that was just streaming it. Like it was uh, just there. There was nothing I could do because I, <laughs> I had today to watch the movie, and I usually yeah. don't have a problem because we pick movies that are like twenty or thirty years old, so it tends to not be an issue. Um, but it was an issue today, so I had to I had to do that. Um, Casey List ended up coming through with a with a Plex version for me, but I'd, uh, I was already halfway through the movie at that point. This is a long movie. This is a longer movie than I was expecting. It's like two hours and forty minutes. I was not expecting that. But there's a, I mean, there's a special edition that adds some scenes, which is maybe the one that you got. Who knows? But I saw a movie that was like two hours and something. It was two hours and change. Long movie. Two two and a half hours. Yeah, it's that's too long. The the regular edition's shorter. Okay. Well, I saw the this one. All right. for, For whatever. Um. I will say that I really like this movie. Um, it is as big of an action blockbuster movie as you can get. Like it is pedal to the pedal to the metal all the time, uh, constantly for this movie. Like yes. there are just well, huge car traces and explosions like in the first fifteen minutes. Yeah, it, it has a huge opening and then it stops for a little while to get you the character and like there's a whole section sure. that is like yeah. characters and and all of that and then there's the huge action piece at the end like it's interestingly structured in that way where it really is just like huge action 25 minutes of characters or half an hour of characters and then back to huge action for the rest of the movie I will wonder though I'll, I wonder if you know we've done these for quite a while now we've we've watched many movies uh, together but not together can you guess the thing the main thing that I didn't like about this movie Huh. Uh the the CGI Terminator? No, actually, I thought the CGI was really good. Um in the, like, oh, it, it, it is and it held groundbreaking up. in its way. Like mm-hmm. really really held up. Um and I was the really kid? pleased with that. The kid. Okay. Edward Second Furlong's guesses. performance as John Connor, yeah. I really didn't like it. I I thought it was a not good performance. I know that like child Acting can always be difficult, especially when they have a role which is as important to a movie as John Connor's role. Like, he is in basically every single scene, all of the important moments, like, he is there. Um, I didn't like him. Like, I just thought that he was an annoying kid. Yeah. Uh, when I think I'm supposed to relate to him. Um, but I also just didn't like the performance. Um, 
I just didn't. It took me out of a few scenes. Uh, there were multiple instances where I'm like, oh, this kid's really annoying. Like a scene which I expect is supposed to be like, you know, fantastic. The Asta La Vista baby moment, right? When he teaches him that. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, this kid is so annoying. Like everything he's yeah. saying, the way he's saying it, like that, I didn't like that. I, I didn't like his performance. But overall, like I did, I did think that th- this was a great movie. Like this was what I was hoping it to be. Like this big action movie. Um, there are just there are funny like I really love the way in a stupid like in a really stupid way that they they set up why Arnie's now the hero like it's so dumb I reprogram me like I'm like yeah. come on I mean, what more <laughs> what more do you need I mean what I know I, I think but... I, the moment when James Cameron thought and presumably it was him or somebody told him either way like here's what we do in Terminator Two we send back a Terminator, the Terminator program to to save John Connor from a worse Terminator who is now trying to come and kill him. And like such a good idea because that's, that's what makes this movie work is that yeah. now Schwarzenegger still the ruthless killing machine, but, uh, but now he's got to take orders from friendly giant. John Connor. Yep. And, and, uh, and that, that leads to some great moments. Like he tells, he, uh, John Connor realizes that, uh, the kid realizes he can give him orders, right? Which is fun, and he does. Yep. He, he does terrible things with that momentarily, and causes those two guys who were trying to save him to be horribly maimed. That's a tough one, but um, <laughs> he. Uh, but then it does lead to some amazing moments where he's like, "No, you can't kill people," and then he he shoots. He shoots people in the legs instead. And he's like, what are you doing? And he says, they'll live. It's just like, oh my God, no. Because yeah, he's so I, still the Terminator, I right? I do want to say, I love, I, I love, love the fact that the movie is this way and that like the, this, like the Terminator is now a good guy. But like, I really kind of just like laughed when they, the way that they just do it. Like, ah, reprogram me. He reprogrammed me. <laughs> I, it really made i was just like okay i mean that what is more do the you easiest need to way know. to get there but it was it yeah. just I, I just i thought it was very funny and well, like i wrote down be- in my notes lol merchandise was what <laughs> the, i wrote the down. beginning <laughs> the beginning of the movie is trying very hard to make you wonder like yeah, is really the Termina- is schwarzenegger there to kill who's good who's bad right like i really uh-huh. like that setup and i imagine if you don't know anything about this movie like especially when it came out like that was a really tense moment like oh my gosh already like he's already going to kill john connor like, and i like the setup of that like the whole thing of them meeting in the hallway um and then all of that was really good and i liked it yeah yeah and there, there's the um the action set piece in the mental institution is pretty amazing. I mean, the 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 one there, there's the early one where he meets John, where they're they're at the mall and then they're going through like the L.A. River and all of that. That's pretty that's pretty good and fun with the motorcycles and the big rig and all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, from from my money, the one that is the most amazing is the uh, at the mental institution because it's the like multiple characters are doing multiple things. Uh, she's escaping. They're coming to the, the institution. The bad Terminator is coming there. They're, you know, she's got to make her escape. But then, then as soon as she's going there, she sees him. Um, but then the bad Terminator is also there and then they have to run and like, and that goes on for a very long time. And it's just all exciting and action packed and just, uh, it's very well done incredibly well done yeah i i really like the opening to this i mean and of course then it goes into like this crazy um action sequence right the um 
what are they? It's storm drains or something. What what, what are it's they? About, that's the L.A. That's the L.A. River. Believe it or not, that's what oh, yeah. they call the L.A. River. But there's not much. It's just concrete and all that. But that's that's where they're chasing. He gets out of the out of the mall basically, where he's at the arcade. Have you seen this boy? Says uh, Robert Patrick, the, the 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 movie that made Robert Patrick famous as the uh, evil Terminator, and he does a good job. He's basically like your stock policeman evil policeman I basically love that he who's keeps the policeman actually a killer uniform robot. for the whole yeah. movie right like he yeah. can wear anything he wants but like just keeps the police i mean i know that it makes sense in a lot of scenarios to wear it but like when right. they're in like the warehouse at the end right and it's just like they're all fighting it's like he's still wearing the policeman's uniform which is like okay it's like, <laughs> why not and the uniform's part of him right that's one of the things that i think is really smart and consistent about this movie is that he can't make machines so like he has to he he duplicates the security guard at the at the mental institution but he um has to take his gun and then he tries to go through the bars and the gun the gun doesn't come through with him and he has to like pull it through the bars instead it's like it's very consistent about the rules of like what the all the liquid metal terminator can do and can't do which i think is good because you want to have right but that's it yeah effectively yeah, he can't, and he can't fire from a distance. If he wants to attack you from a distance, he has to like get a gun or something because he mm-hmm. can't do that. And that's again, if you're going to have fantasy characters like this, giving them some rules to follow is always really, um, always really useful. And it, like and, it's uh, like the, yeah. the the liquid metal that he's made of is not regenerating. Like if he loses some of it, he's lost some of it, and he would be smaller. Well, like he can't grow it. Well, right. So he has to go when they when they shoot part of him off. It like bubbles back to yeah, into his shoe. He has to at collect one point it has to get which, it back. Yeah, which sets up that scene later in the movie, which is maybe my favorite like special effects scene when he's frozen in the liquid nitrogen and he's like walking forward and it's just pieces of him breaking off. It's like I yeah. love that. That was so Isn't that cool. Great? And then he's just and getting he's like, oh, shorter. We got him. Yeah. And yeah. they shoot him into and he breaks into pieces and it's like ah oh, we win and it's like nope he is thawing. This movie <laughs> like it does does suffer from that in the same way that the original Terminator does in the same way that a lot of superhero movies do where it's like how many times can you kill the bad guy right like we can kill him like six times but like every time it just gets stronger you know like that stuff gets a bit frustrating to me after a while right it's like when they're in that like the, like the 45 minutes that they spend in like the the, the final scene where it's just like they keep finding new ways to kill both of them right like yeah. the terminate and get smashed to literal pieces but oh he has a power reserve right and it's just like <laughs> how many times will these characters die like to the end i honestly thought that the end of the movie was going to be like shredder and teenage mutant ninja turtles type deal when he like his hand comes out of that vat at the end is what i was <laughs> expecting right like he was never dead at all and that's how they set mm. up the third one like that was kind of what i was expecting to happen it's like that that stuff it does grind on me a little bit but i i did like the the final action sequence more um in terminator 2 than in the original terminator like yeah. it, it was it was there was just more stuff going on and terminator versus terminator is intrinsically more interesting than terminator versus human yeah, well, they, they, it amps it up a little bit, yeah. although they go back and forth, right? Then he, he starts to go for the people because he's incapacitated the Terminator, but then mm-hmm. the Terminator, you know, or Schwarzenegger comes back um, because he'll always, be, he'll be back. Um, 
And yeah, that there's a lot of interesting stuff in there. I do I do laugh at the ludicrousness of it of the setting where it's like first off, convenient liquid nitrogen truck, right? Of course it's a liquid <laughs> nitrogen truck. And then where are they? They're in the steel mill where all the steel workers have run away, but they've left all of the equipment still going and moving and stuff. Um, so that they can have a molten place in order to drop it. Although that one, at least, I kind of believe the Terminator was going toward that. He felt like that was that was his ultimate out. Was I need yeah. to go someplace where I can melt down this guy? And I so I, I'm willing to accept that. But it's still like, you know, so often the the climactic fight scene in a movie is set in the steam factory where it's just like atmospheric and lots of equipment. Um, and it doesn't really make sense that that's where they are, but, um, but still, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Um, it, I, I like this movie a lot. I hadn't seen it in a while. And, um, and this really was a definitive summer blockbuster of whatever, 1991, I think. Um, it is, it is a definitive, like this was huge and nobody had seen the first movie, right? Everybody saw this first. The first movie was very obscure, and this was a gigantic... Everybody saw The Terminator, or Terminator 2 in 1991. And the CGI is really good of the of the metal Terminator. They leaned into the fact that they couldn't really do textures in CGI very well, so he, he doesn't have textures. He's like a silver blob. It's like perfect. It's exactly what they were capable of doing, so they have him be a murderous silver blob. And he's scary, right? He doesn't really talk... Mm-hmm other than to to get questions and information. And he seems indestructible, like you can fire bullets and, and shotguns at him, and he just kind of reforms. And so you, the whole movie, he just brings menace. If he finds you, how do you even get away from him? And that that I think that, that's really powerful, too. Um, and I really like the time travel part of this, too. I'm wondering, since you like Back to the Future so much, I really like how they go, they find the guy who invented Skynet who doesn't realize that he's doing it. Um and they go to his house, basically, and Sarah Connor terrorizes him, and then the Terminator and John have to stop her. Um, but I like I like that whole I like that whole part of the of the story that they find the creator. And did you notice the bootstrap paradox? It's one of the best things in this movie too. Is the Terminator Skynet is created because of the piece of hardware yeah. that the original Terminator left behind, yep. which was sent from Skynet. So it's a completely circular. Uh, story, which I just, I mean, I love it. It doesn't make any sense. I love it. Yeah, I, I like it, but it is silly. Right? Like those right? sort of time travel he creates things himself. are yeah. frustrating, but they they can be really what. Well, like I think it's well done here, but just like that that conceit is frustrating. That like something didn't exist, but it exists because it existed, but nobody made it. It's like I don't. It's very like it's, I know it, it sends you through a loop, right? Because it's like how was he there in the first? Movie. That's right. Right, like it's it's very confusing, but it's good. Um, there was a little bit of exposition about all of that, which which just gets a bit difficult at points. Yeah, because it's like sometimes in trying to explain it, you actually make it more confusing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like Dyson. Um, uh, that is a good character. That, yeah, uh, the guy Joe Morton who plays Dyson. He's really likable. He doesn't do what a lot of scientists do in movies like this which is when you reveal that he is in the future, his thing that he's creating is going to, um, is going to be just, just going to destroy the world. They tend to be like, 
mad scientists who are evil themselves and they're just they know that their thing is evil because they're evil and they're they will fight you and in this movie first off he's portrayed as human the whole way he's obsessed he's got a wife he's got kids he needs to take them to the to the water park um it's quite horrifying when sarah goes there i want to talk about that more in a second but when when she goes there and and shoots him and is trying to kill him and the kids are trying to protect him it's like very human portrayal of him and when they sit him down and there's that scene with a voiceover where they was like, we, we told him what was going to happen. He's very upset. And then his response is, let's destroy my life's work. Mm-hmm. We can't let this happen. And I love that. Like he he's in. And in the end, he sacrifices himself to ensure that the um, after well, I mean, he's shot many times, he's probably going to die anyway. But he makes sure that his entire life's work is blown up so that this uh, this uh, Armageddon doesn't come to pass. And I don't know. I felt like that's pretty rare for that kind of scientist character. Usually they're portrayed as being um, bad in some way, fundamentally bad. And he's a decent guy who didn't know what he was doing when he was making this stuff or didn't think about it. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, to, before we get to that part, I want to talk about Sarah for a moment. Yes. Because they do something with her that I really like and I thought they were going to screw up, which is the way she deals with and relates to Arnold Schwarzenegger, to the Terminator. So first off, when she first sees him, she just loses her mind, right? Which is like the right way to do it because the last time she had seen this person, this person was trying to kill her and has sent her into a mental, like into a psychiatric hospital. Like she is there because of everything that happened because naturally nobody will believe her, right? Because the government has covered it up and no one is, you know, and these two agencies are not related in any way, right? Like they just think that she has lost her mind and is saying all of this stuff and et cetera, et cetera. But then like the, the risk is like, Oh, okay. So they have, she's been saved by the Terminator. She's now going to love the Terminator, but no, she tries to kill him. Right. She tries to destroy the computer chip. Yeah. Which is a cutscene That's not in the special edition. Um, Oh, but okay. But, or it's in the special edition. It's not in the original um, where she's, she's going to smash the computer chip and all of that. Um, I like that scene because it, it furthers her character. And also something that I really noticed this time that I guess I've noticed in the past, but I really noticed this time is this movie does something really interesting with Sarah. She is really broken. Mm -hmm. She is unsurprisingly, Right, but she's really broken. She spent her time with the survivalists. She got institutionalized. She's been away from her son. She's had her whole life uprooted. If you think back to that waitress in the beginning of the first movie, she is now a lean, mean fighting machine, right? And she's obsessed with Armageddon. She has visions. She has dreams of the end of the world. And yep. she's got to try to protect protect it, her son and, and save the world. And she's been institutionalized. Like, she's messed up. And what I really like is... I don't love Edward Furlong's performance, but I like him later in the movie when he's put in opposition to Sarah. And I like what they do with a character, especially where he's the grown up, like he's showing that he's a leader. And in that scene, which is cut from the original movie, but is restored in the special edition, he basically says, you say I'm going to be this great leader in the future and you won't listen to me now. We need him. And, and he's been spending time with the Terminator and knows that he is a, a valuable ally. Mm-hmm. And she's just blinded with her rage about the last movie, basically, and all of everything that's transpired since then. And he's the grown-up. She's just an agent of destruction at that point because her life has been so uh, messed up by what's happened. And he's the one who is going to... It's very clear in that moment, he's the one who's growing up 
and becoming a leader and um, and is going to save the world and needs to be saved. And I, I really like that. I really yeah. like that Sarah Sarah doesn't get broken out and become the su- the superhero who can save her son with the help of the Terminator. She's an action hero here too, but she's the action part and the the kind of more grown up decision making part is her son is John which is you got to see a flash of that right if he's just a dumb kid then why is he going to grow up to be a leader and i think in those scenes with his mom um when they go and they stop her from killing dyson um you're seeing him being the grown up because she's she's just so bent on violence and 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 revenge and protection and all of that that she's not thinking as clearly as he is um so I like that. I like that scene where she's going to smash the CPU of the Terminator, and John. I, I really like that John talks her out of it, and it, and it fits in the in the original version. He just says because they're supposed to like turn on his learning. In the original version, he says, "Oh yeah, but um, yes, I can learn." <laughs> and the special edition is like, "No, I can't." They turn they turn the learning off, and they have to take the chip out and turn the learning on, and then he starts to learn the yeah, I like that baby. I like, like that, that a lot. Like I like that scene. I'm pleased it was there because if I wouldn't have seen that scene, I would have been frustrated by like she just is totally okay with him, right? Like, I feel like it needed that, like, for, like, just a furthering of the idea that she doesn't trust him because she shouldn't because that's, it's, like, is the same person, isn't the same person, right? Time, uh, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey, but, like, she doesn't see it Mm -hmm. any other way, right? She, all she knows is, like, she had to watch that face be crushed in a, in a, hydraulic press it seemed like he wouldn't die and now he's back right just from that a logical standpoint it's like oh no he's back how does he back i thought i destroyed him yeah and like now he's got skin on him again right like she should be she should hate him um and so she never really seems to reconcile it which is which i like um like even like even at the end until the end she doesn't super protest it though right like well yeah well I, i so i i view that she comes to respect him as like her he, you know she has been refined she's a terminator yeah right for a cause she has she has her life has narrowed down to she's an expert with weapons she can get all these high explosives like that is what she is and that's what he is and they're both protecting john and she mm-hmm. knows that that's what he's doing so i feel like at the end it's almost like this professional uh, respect that she has for him as as a protector and as yeah. a uh, an agent of violence on on the force of good, but yeah, she has no fondness for him because it's the face of the monster, right? That, but there's that moment of like as he's going, you need to lower me down into the molten lava, and and John doesn't want him to go, right? But she knows what needs to be done, and he knows what needs to be done. He knows she, he can count on her to do it, and that's that's that mutual respect that I, I I think it really works. It's a nice it's a nice trio. They they are. It actually reminds me. It's not quite like the trio in Star Trek, but it reminds me of that a little bit where you've got the because because like John with the Terminators a little bit like Kirk and Spock in the sense that it's sort of a uh, mm-hmm. a, you know, logical doesn't understand your human emotions kind of guy. And then the the the, the very human is like, come on, you can laugh. And then I also like the the. You know, his relationship, John's relationship with Sarah, and then Sarah's relationship with the Terminator and Terminator's relationship with John. It's like a, it's a nice triangle of uh, of character interaction. I think it, it makes the, the characters much more interesting how they bounce off each other. Yeah, I think I enjoyed this more than Terminator. Um, oh, it's a way better movie than yeah. Terminator on so many yeah. different levels. Yeah, this, is yeah. A, this, is a, this was a really fun movie, and I liked a lot of the stuff that they did with it. I think they pushed it into interesting directions. 
Um, and and overall, I think they they crafted something that's really good. Like it's just like a really so, good action movie of a great story and some really good like personal relationship stuff. So one of the things I wanted to ask you about is how did you feel about the ending? Because the ending here is it's a shot of like a um uh a a, a road. It's actually a reused shot from earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um and there's a, a voiceover and she basically says, nobody knows what the future will hold. It's echoing a voiceover that happens earlier. Um, and it sort of leaves it all like, did, have they changed the future? What, you know, what have they done? And it's just totally open-ended. Like who knows, we'll ri- have to write our own future. The end. Did you like that? Did you like that kind of open-ended ending? It feels like it's the only thing that the characters could have known. Like they have literally no, idea if they've made any change at all there's there's no way they can know and so i think that it is the right way to end the movie if you're going to end it from the character's perspective like i always thought i always thought it was weird that it's the shot of the road and the voiceover and and what i found out later is that there was an original ending which is like 40 years in the future and Sarah's an old lady and John is a senator and there's and she's watching kids playing in a playground and there is no Armageddon and everything's fine and they did it. Nah, I would have hated and James, that. And James Cameron decided, <laughs> decided, no, I want to leave this open-ended. It fits with the themes that you need, make you, you need to make your own future and that the future isn't written. And... Also, it would create yet more bootstrap paradoxes because now there's no ter- nobody to send the Terminators back. Uh, which is also funny, but um, uh, I'm I I agree. I think this is the right ending. My problem with it is knowing now what I know. It explains why they reuse a scene of a road. <laughs> yeah, because it's it, like what as the last do? shot, yeah. and it's like I wish because it obviously it happened so late in the process. Like all the effects were made, that like the whole thing was done and scored and everything apparently. And then Cameron was like, "Nah, I don't like that ending. We're going to change it." And he couldn't shoot something new. Like mm-hmm. the like the first movie ends with her like going out. She's going to be driving to Mexico or whatever. And there and the, and there's the you know there's a storm coming and all of that. And that like that's a really good ending. And this one that's the one one thing that sticks with me that I wish was better is I wish the end, I, I, I like the voiceover, but I wish it wasn't just, I mean, like literally it's the same shot from about 20 minutes before where, except they don't pan up. They cut it before it pans because they were trying to come up with something. And I'm not even sure that the, the shot before they may have inserted a voiceover there just to make it parallel the voiceover at the end. I don't know. So there's some weird stuff in it, but I still thematically, I like it. I like, I like it better that the road stretches on and who knows what will happen next. Perhaps there will be more sequels. There will. Um, but, uh, this is the, this is the end of the, uh, James Cameron with the original, you know, with the two original leads doing this. Mm -hmm. I will say news broke last week that they're going to make a Terminator movie that Linda Hamilton is going to be in. And that is her first appearance since this movie as Sarah Connor, which is kind of interesting. Um, mm. So I wonder if they will tread on ground sort of like the um, like the cut scene from this where they're in the future and things are, are, are maybe good, but there's still some force that's trying to attack them from the future or something. Who knows if it'll even come off. But but this is the... But but you don't need to watch Terminator 3. I actually kind of like Terminator 3, but you don't need to watch it. Like, this is James Cameron's take on it with these two actors, and that's the end, basically, as far as, as, far as you should probably be concerned in terms of essential Terminator. Because I like the open-endedness of it because 
in my mind at least, in theory, when they killed when the um the 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 scientist guy, what was his name? Dyson. Dyson, Dyson, that's it, like the vacuum cleaner company. Um, when he blew everything up, like in theory, the Terminator should have disappeared. Like it was in my mind, I was like, why is he still here? Shouldn't that shouldn't this close the loop? Right, like, but yeah, and but it, like, it's already was, a bootstrap paradox, right? But it's so. like it's so confusing. But it's like so that's why I like the open endedness of it because it's like, well, that's why the Terminator stuck around because. You know, like it, even though they've done all of this stuff, it doesn't change the fact that they're still going to be there in the future. Uh, because right. it always felt like a stretch for me to be like, just this one guy was the only person who had any idea about this technology, right? Right, like, and that they hadn't they hadn't taken notes about it that are available as well. I will mm-hmm. without without uh, just I'll tell you the premise of Terminator Three, okay. which is guess what? Now John Connor's a, a an adult. And he's got a girlfriend, and um, I forget whether Sarah is dead or she's just off screen. But Linda Hamilton's not in it. But basically, another superpowered Terminator is sent back, and they send another Arnold Schwarzenegger model back to to protect him again. And they just do it again. And the idea is, no, it didn't work. There are still things, you know, they are still finding ways to exist and they push, I think the premise in that movie, because it's 1997 is when Judgment Day is supposed to happen. So basically they say they pushed it back, but it still happens. And it's like, you get the idea that John Connor just can't escape this. Like you can delay it. uh, You can't escape it. And I won't, I won't reveal more about Terminator 3, but I kind of like it. There are parts of it. It's not great, but it's not bad. Um, And then they made other Terminator after that, that I haven't seen. And I don't know anything about. So that's it. That's Terminator. That's Mike at the movies. Um, And we're done for this week. 